Hi, Amber. Hi, Megan. Welcome to Bad Movies Rock. Why, thank you, Megan. Megan, welcome to Bad Movies Rock, where I am questioning my faith. Oh, no. Amber, your faith? I feel that's... my soul is in turmoil. Oh, no, but that's one of the things that you hold rock solid and binds you to the earth. What is happening over there? Are know. you okay? I don't think so. I was, you know, I, I was setting up for some banter and then you went a uh, little acid trip. What's going on? <laughs> What's going on? It's, you take... just, it's, it's something that keeps your feet on the ground, Amber. You love your faith. What? What? In music, in movies. What's happening? I don't know. You've completely derailed my train of thought with your weird nonsense. <laughs> You're welcome. You derailed my weird nonsense with your weird nonsense. Yeah. You would think it would just multiply like rabbits, but instead it's just sort of like an immovable object meeting, well, a rabbit, and the rabbit explodes, and then you're just like, oh, God, it's everywhere. Why? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, much like that. Much like starting out a movie with rabbits eating rabbits. <laughs> oh, kiss makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Beautiful. No, Megan. What I find myself in, this crisis I find myself mm -hmm. in, I went to worship at the altar of just the perfect of bad movie scenarios. Ryan Reynolds, mm -hmm. Dwayne Johnson. Ugh, yeah. Weird buddy comedy action caper. What what could possibly go wrong? They How are so good in Hobbs and Shaw together. Exactly. How do you take the beautiful promise of those stolen moments in that cockamamie delightful film and do them dirty like this. Oh, it's it's painful. It's, it's it's so painful that we can't even talk about Red Notice. No, we're not talking about Red Notice today, folks. I mean, we are. Red Notice we is are. part of the conversation, but we are not going to do a full episode on Red Notice no. because we can't. It's too boring, everyone. There's no joy to be found there. It's it is the equivalent of eating a plate of bland, overboiled chicken. It's mm -hmm. not even disgusting enough to remark on. It's, yeah. I would rather bite in to a moldy sandwich. At the very least, I can Ew. tell people about the disgusting experience I just had. I can tell people about the harrowing journey from health to projectile vomiting to wellness again. Bland uh -huh. boiled chicken is not a story. Bland boiled chicken is not even an experience. It's just some shit that happened and you didn't die of hunger that day. Yeah, it's why we can talk about Double Dragon and not Red Notice. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Megan, mm -hmm. what this movie has made us have to come to terms with... I hate this. ...is that there's something broken at Netflix. Or yeah, there's there something is. broken with us, the movie audience, that Netflix is able to profit from and accomplish their goal of just getting eyeballs on mediocrity. It's it's right. working. Yeah. But at what cost? Yeah. At the cost of Amber watching Me. a Ryan Reynolds film and not laughing once, folks. Not once. And I was ready for it to be not good. I knew it wasn't going to be good, but I love not good. I'm ready. I'm open. Is there, if I become hardened, have my expectations somehow exceeded reality? Dude, we watched Mortal Kombat and it was wonderful. We watched oh, Safe. It best. was terrible, but we had some stuff to talk about. Red Notice has broken me. And that foundation, I realized, mm -hmm. had already been cracked. Yeah. How so, Ember? Thunder Force. 
Oh, Thunder Force, no. Gunpowder Milkshake. <sighs> well, now you're just naming movies that we couldn't finish watching because they were just so painful. So painful. And we touched on this in another episode when we kind of mentioned we couldn't talk about Thunder Force because. Yeah. But it's part of a larger conversation that we've decided to have here today. Mm -hmm. Yes, with you folks. With you folks. Welcome. You don't get to participate in it. You just get to listen to it. It's my favorite yeah. kind of conversation. Yeah. I mean, you could participate if you wanted to by uh, emailing us at uh, badmoviesrockpodcast at gmail.com or going to our Twitter, badmoviesrock at twitter.com. <laughs> it was so close to being so smooth. <laughs> and then it wasn't and it made it better. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Excellent. Megan. You're welcome. I needed that. I needed that after red notice. <sighs> All right, heavy sigh. Yeah. Amber, what what do the critics say about this? So, we're, uh, Folks, we're going to talk mostly about the big action movie shit that Netflix has been producing. That's 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 the the scope of what we're mostly going to be talking about. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. did not watch all of these together, but they're all kind of part of the same big budget, big star, big blandness concept. You've got your mm -hmm. bright, you've got your power, you've got your army of the dead, your six underground, thunder force, red notice, gunpowder, milkshake. Yeah. We were able to record on six underground and army of the dead. There were fun moments in those, but mm -hmm. they are still kind of part of this. Oh, for sure. I, I mean... I remember Army of the Dead us yelling at quite a bit for its missed opportunity-ness of it. What all. happened to Gita? I still don't have the oh, answer. Gita. I'm sorry. I'm so I shouldn't start oh, that conversation man. again, but what the fuck? <laughs> they didn't care about it. They didn't even care to give her an ending, Ember. But people everybody just, died to get her, and then they got her, and then there were three people in the helicopter, and we know <laughs> one of them is dead, one of them in a lot is alive, and then where the fuck is fuck? I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just... Mm -hmm. still a sore subject apparently but we have we have other things to talk about megan the critics did not like this movie and you know how i hate to agree with the critics my entire ethos is that hey guys find some joy in your job there are some beautiful things about this movie you don't have to give it you know a sparkling grade but passing would be good this bitch did not deserve to pass it's at 37 percent of the critics 59 with the users i don't disagree i'm mad at it Interestingly, Amber, on Rotten Tomatoes, it's a 36 for critics. <sighs> Hold on a second. I need to take a breath. <sighs> it's a 92 for the audience, Amber. Oh, jeez. It's a 92. We are the problem, aren't we? It's us. Yeah. We it's did us, this. Amber. Mm -hmm. We did this to Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I'm sorry. After he did it to us. Yeah. You can't. Oh, man. It's, I think it's all over. I think we're done. I think we're done having good movies. The issue with this is not that it did anything bad, necessarily. No. I mean, unless you want to count, like, our, like, spitting on our spirits and, and, and really throwing us into a, a vinyl coffin of death. Vinyl coffin of death death seriously did you take something before we started oh, recording is it just starting to hit you pretty good why is yeah. the coffin vinyl i you know ember because it's really tacky oh it's a tacky coffin <laughs> so it's a tacky tacky death box <laughs> yeah 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 
that. <laughs> and so the movie didn't kill us. It just, after our deaths, decided to inter us in a tacky fashion. Yeah. I mean, Ooh, that's insulting. It is, isn't it? it? And actually, I feel like that is in the spirit of what our problem is. It, murder would be a thing. Murder would be edgy. Oh, you killed us. Oh, well, then, you know, I could hate you. I could be mad at you. I could respect you for your cunning. I'm not easy to kill. I would be super easy to kill. I mean, most people <laughs> are. We're just squishy bags of meat, and I'm a particularly squishy one. But <laughs> just putting you in a dumb coffin? Okay. I mean, I'm already dead. I guess you... Yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess now that I'm dead, people will think I'm... Te- I, I, oh, you got me. See? Blah. Uninspired. Yeah. It's like doing a big prank, and the prank is, I unmade his bed after he made it in the morning. Ha ha. You see how I pulled down this comforter a little bit, and this pillow's slightly askew. Ooh, I got him. Got him good. Yep. Because you know how he likes to have his bed made. Yeah. Really stuck it to him. Ooh, good prank. Yeah, I mean, so many of the times when I read uh, uh, um, reviews like this, where it's like, Red Notice is limp and dull and does more to showcase the shortcomings of each of its marquee idols than it does to highlight their bankable charisma. I mean, often I, we, we read stuff like that, that it's, it, this is, you know, rote or, um, uh, you know, f- just kind of by the numbers or whatever, but... But the reason that we love the bad movies that we have watched is because they they might they might be a typical action movie, but they are fun and inspire these joyful moments. And it really seems like everybody's having fun when they're mm. making it. That's one of my favorite things is when like it really seems like the the actors are playing off of each other, and whether that's real or just maybe it requires a good script and a good director. Not even a good script because some of the the language in the movies that we we've watched is terrible. Oh, but just the worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I agree with this. This is that's that's it. It is it true. Is limp and dull. This it's is limp and dull. It's blah. It's boring. It's uninspired. There's no whimsy. There's no edge. There's no zany. There's no challenge. There's no threat. There's no the the characters are all super competent and always have a way out of every situation so there's there's no stakes whatsoever no. it is yeah right a box checking random number generator of adventure caper uh, ryan reynolds dwayne johnson gal gadot film yeah and and they, they like instead of like being that additive things like oh well you got the rock great okay you got ryan reynolds, reynolds even better okay you'll get gal gadot wow they like subtract from each other and the whole and the whole is less than its parts yep. which is wild yep and the rock is well dwayne johnson does the dwayne johnson thing he is big and he is strong he's gonna throw people around and you're not gonna be able to escape him and he's also gonna be capable of doing everything and anything and nothing bad will ever happen to him because he's the hero and mm. ryan reynolds will throw crip quips but they're not even good quips they're not even interesting quips it's like they took him and then dialed him down to a two so that he would be palatable to everyone but still recognizable as the quip guy right and then gal gadot i think has the most disservice done to them because she's boring as she does nothing she's nothing she's absolutely nothing in this movie she's pretty and she seduces and she wears a red dress yep 
and and the rock's action is terrible like the, oh yeah it's not good the, the choreography is terrible the no, the uninspired uninteresting unmemorable yeah mm. and ryan reynolds also good uh, also uninspired unmemorable yeah. six underground did a much better job with both yeah. clips and the action mm-hmm. bad movie fun to watch i've watched it twice i might watch it again someday i'm not yeah. against it i will not watch this movie again that no. is a waste of two hours of my time and i just told you i would watch six underground a third time so you understand <laughs> how little i value my time <laughs> oh amber is there anything you want to anything more you want to say about the critics themselves or the or the i mean i mean i guess we've, we've just kind of discovered that the the onus is on us the movie watcher for putting views into this sub uh, satisfactory crap and so that's all they want they just want people to watch it and so we do and so now they make some more crap it does seem like with streaming and with streaming services like netflix and and kind of the way things have been working lately with generating original content after all these other streaming services came up and kind of started taking theirs for themselves to generate their own revenue, we have developed a system in which mediocrity is the thing that's going to be most rewarded because it is just eyeballs on screens. And making movies was already a place where mediocrity and sameness was rewarded. Playing it safe, having the same bodies in the same spaces, the same stories being told, not really taking risks was the way to get the most bodies and the most seats. So it was already an uphill battle to get something shiny, interesting, ridiculous, new, or at least new bodies in new spaces or new bodies yeah. in, in familiar spaces. Exactly. And that's why like so many movies go from like, you know, great. And then their sequels are like, what was it? It was the Expendables that went from rated R to rated PG-13. It's all about getting more people to watch it. You, you take away the the little bit of edge that Expendables have has of being like graphically violent and then you you dumb it down to a PG thirteen because you want more people to view it. Like you're 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 just defanging everything. And then you bloat the budget to mm-hmm. get big shiny actors to draw people in. Oh, I know that guy. I like them. I like their other work. And so you're banking on the cachet and the familiarity and the the already joy associated with that person. Right. And then you spend the rest of the money making it look pretty. Mm-hmm. But not on the story. Not on the story, not on the script. Not, not on, on the yeah. story, not on the script, not even on like action choreography. Getting yeah, a really good stunt wild. choreography, using your stunt people to their full extent because mm-hmm. there are some talented stunt actors who can do amazing yes. stuff because I've seen it in other freaking movies with much mm-hmm. smaller budgets. Yeah. Interestingly, getting smaller names and goosing more money into the script, into your coordinators, into your stunt, like get you a better product, even if it doesn't have as many big shiny explosions and CGI bowls. Yeah, oh my god, the CGI fucking bull. Ugh. Emma, do you think that this whole thing that's happening is going to, like, take away from actors' credibility? No, I don't think it will. Oh, well, that's too bad. Because I feel like this doesn't actually harm it. Especially with actors like Ryan Reynolds and, and Dwayne Johnson, we can do a lot of their movies because they're not well reviewed. It's remarkable when they have one that's in aggregate above sixty or seventy. Mm-hmm. Like most, and the franchises that are, I mean, a lot of the Fast and the Furious movies, especially the ones that Dwayne Johnson shows up for, those are getting into the seventies. 
They're technically not even scored in our purview. And they're ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But they have enough. Their brand is is established enough to weather movies like this. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to yeah. tank their career. Yeah. Like, it's just, it is an opportunity for them to show up and get the paycheck and have people be like, oh, yeah, Ryan Reynolds, the quip guy. Oh, yeah, Dwayne, the big throwy people guy. Isn't he charming? Gal Gadot, still beautiful. Yep. It, they have a brand, and that's what this movie does for them. It just They literally had their own alcohol brands themselves oh, they did. in oh. the movie. Yeah, folks, this movie. And then, like, it was like... Yeah, anytime they were driving a car, it would show the car, and then, yeah, their production companies at the beginning, and ugh. It's almost like an advertisement for themselves. Yes, absolutely. It's like, oh, yeah, remember that that actor? He does this thing. Oh, look at him doing that thing, and only that thing. Yes, that's the thing I'm familiar with him doing. Look at him go. There's Terramana. There's Aviator. Great. Man, I... I, yeah, I don't think it hurts because it's also kind of par for the course as the yeah. people are watching it. It is number one movie right now. Yep. In USA Today. It's the thing people are watching. Yeah. So, Megan. Amber. Let's just let's talk about why these things aren't good for us. Why, why, why isn't this working? What, what about this formula is somehow failing to catch our extremely, I would say, low standards? Hmm. And is it unique to streaming in some way? Probably. And what are our hopes and dreams? <laughs> let's let's get into what's what's the meaning of life, Megan? Let's we'll, well, we'll, we'll end with that. Okay. All right. All right. Here's here's the issue, Amber. We really enjoy bad movies, and. I get excited anytime I see, you know, like Regina King and Idris Elba are going to be in a movie together. That's amazing. And and now and now that we've watched these just so bland uh Netflix movies, I, my my expectations have now plummeted in terms of like I can't even like we, Amber and I didn't watch Gunpowder Milkshake for a very long time, despite being, like, you know, Michelle Yao and uh, uh, Angela Bassett are in it. And, like, what? We got so excited. We got so excited, everyone. And then it dawned on both Amber and I, I think, individually, and then we didn't talk about it. But, like, we're like, well, we'll we'll put off watching that one because we want to live in the bliss of thinking it was a decent movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm. A world will want to visit, a thing will want to think about, something that a shared experience we can have that when we look back on it, it fills us with joy and delight, or at the very least, fondness. Yeah. Megan, could we finish that movie? We could not, Amber. We watched maybe the first 45 minutes an hour, and then we fast forwarded through the rest to just see if anything else would be... I've never fast forwarded through a movie before, Amber. I know. How... How much do I love Ugh. Angela Bassett? Just Angela Bassett alone. Like Carla yeah. Gugino, love her. Michelle Yao, love her. Karen Gillan, yes. love her. Lena Headey, great. She was a yeah. great bad guy in so many things. But like, remember in Dread? I'm not even talking. Oh about yeah, fucking so good, so good, so creepy. Mm-hmm. It really didn't have to do that much Mm-mm. to, at the very least, earn my appreciation. And we couldn't finish it. It was so 
bland. Yeah. Just like Red Notice. It was, and it, it was trying to do genre really hard. It wasn't even just the simple like, ooh, a missing art artifact. Well, it must be in a Nazi bunker somewhere because, yeah, that's, yeah, it's in a Nazi so bunker it somewhere. And it always is. Mm-hmm. It always is. It's probably in South America in a Nazi bunker. Because mm-hmm. it's art and it's missing. Yep. This was, you know, like neo-noir spaghetti western, but women. Yep. It was, yeah. I, I call it neon noir because there neon. was so much neon. Okay. Yeah. Because there was mm-hmm. a lot of neon. You're not wrong. Yeah. Yep. The action scenes were really not good. Oh, they were terrible. They were not they, well shot. They were not well choreographed. They were they, so boring. They, and they were homages to, <clears throat> they, they were reminiscent of Kill Bill, so Quentin Tarantino and John Woo and the, in the style of John Wick. And like, they kind of like, like ho-winked at those things. And then we're like, and we're done. Look, we made a reference to something much, much better than this. So we're done now. That's all we had to do, right? But they also went on way too long. And, oh, yeah. And seemed to trades doing something interesting for just ultra violence yeah like kill yep. bill was ultra violent yeah but man was it competently done and interestingly mm-hmm. done and like oh it, was, oh it had the pauses in the right places and mm-hmm. whereas the pauses in gunpowder milkshake you're just like oh my god please the pauses were finish yeah. what you're doing this is not significant you haven't earned this moment just um just no can you all just die now there i don't pauses care what happens to you between between like speaking like it was like it was like the actors didn't remember their last their next line or something it's like stilted conversation that was like overwrought with with genre-ness to it i I don't know it really felt like the direction just was so off the mark and this is our personal opinions i i'm sure Sure. they're very likable movies to some people and and they they really just probably lack what we're looking for which is a little bit of weird or or good Weird or good. We, we like movies that are hidden gems, things that were passed over for whatever random reasons. Like Pitch Black is an amazing movie. Yeah. It just is. How is that not scored well? And it was Vin Diesel. It is freshest and hungriest. And so he is fucking yeah. playful. He's, he's dislocating his own shoulders. He's, he's <laughs> in it to win it, to prove himself. Vin Diesel now is just doing his own brand. And it's, it's a fatigue thing. And, but he can still be fun. It's just... Yeah. We love hidden gems, movies that are underappreciated. We also love a movie that we acknowledge is bad, and but it does something funny or interesting or has good mm-hmm. lines. It has moments that bring us joy. These safe, trite, rote... And, and it, like, we love when you do something that we've seen a hundred times in a fun way. If you do it fun, yeah. If you do it fun. These are just so safe. So mediocre, yeah. so mm-hmm. lifeless and joyless. They don't seem like they're having any fun. No. They're no. certainly not taking any risks whatsoever. And it, it really is just the, the way to appeal to the most people. Yep. Without being memorable in any fashion. It is disposable cinema. Mm-hmm. Like the paper plate of movies. Well, that meal is finished. I don't remember what I just ate. Bye. Yeah. I can yeah. scroll around on my phone while this movie is happening, and I, I'll mm. be fine. I won't really miss much of anything. It, 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 and we're fine with it, I think, because we're not spending money on it. To our minds, it, it kind of feels free because the subscription service is monthly, and we've had it for years. Mm. We don't even think about necessarily the cost for most of us. Yeah. 
I just I just showed my privilege. I don't even think about the cost of my Netflix <laughs> subscription. Yeah. Yes, yeah. so I'm living the high life. But it, it's different than going to a movie, like plopping down, like you drive to the theater, you plop down 15 bucks, you get your seats. Like it's, mm -hmm. if that movie fails to entertain you, you are furious at it. Right. Because it just cost you a lot of time and effort and actual cash. Yes. This feels free. And, and it's not even the big experience. It's not immersive. You're not sitting in the dark. You... You know, so you can just like flick on your television, watch a two-hour movie, and that it's a place to dump your time. Yeah. It's not a place to spend your time. It's not a place to enjoy your time. It's not an experience. And yep. it can be, but I don't it think can. they're trying to be anymore. Yeah. It can be Mortal Kombat. It can be Mortal Kombat, it's, it's, Megan. It's... <laughs> yeah. I don't want to just watch movies to like kill away the hours. And that's before what this I'm, feels like. Before I'm putting my vinyl coffin. I want to... Ah, the vinyl coffin that awaits us all at the end of our movie-watching years. <laughs> I want something, like, ridiculous and fun. Like, yeah. Let me bite into a moldy sandwich if you're not mm -hmm. going to give me a sumptuous feast. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I'll, I'll find something, something to get me through. At least I have a story to tell, if not a delicious meal. So, Amber, another overarching theme of, of these movies is that there's just so much missed opportunity in in films with such, I mean, like, they're great actors, like, fun, sometimes, sometimes great, sometimes just fun actors, you know? And you could have something that's really interesting, and you could have something that's really funny. I mean, how do you fuck up Octavia Spencer and Melissa McCarthy? Oh, man. I yeah, mean, that's... And that's not just good actors with with massive ability to do both drama and, and humor. It's also... like, And we talked about this, a missed opportunity, because you have two women over the age of 30 mm -hmm. who are not skinny... Yep. As goddamn superheroes. It's amazing. That's amazing. It sh should be amazing. It should be amazing. And those women are Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer. Holy shit, you just blew my mind. Yep. And then to make something so middle of the road, so safe. And what what was the phrase that you used? Um, That it uh, uh, cosigns rather than questions the line between or the link between like beauty and power and goodness it's it's supposed to be like it's supposed to be making a point about that these women can be heroes but like the heroes become the joke because they can't all of them. wash their suits and they smell bad and they, they bad, can't they... get in and out of the car and they can't yeah. they, she's eating raw chicken and yeah and there's and there's something to be said for lampooning the ridiculousness of the superhero genre. Like, yeah, that car's sure. ridiculous. It'd be hard for anyone to get in and out of. And yeah, the suits mm -hmm. are ridiculous. How do they launder that shit? Right. But doing that while simultaneously disrupting the bodies in the scene make it so that they're linked. Right. Yep. As opposed yep. to sort of having a more meta conversation about the genre and kind of the physicality of the genre and the details of the genre and how ridiculous the entire thing is you're having that ridiculousness happen 
with bodies that are usually associated themselves with ridiculousness simply because they're larger. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so it, it, even if that wasn't the intent to make that linkage, that linkage is made. Yes. And so you have so many missed opportunities to be disruptive. It would have been more disruptive if they had just done it by the book. Mm-hmm. Just, just literally put Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer in a standard superhero movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I would have loved that. Yeah. Um, so I read this, this essay, uh, from Think, um, by Noah Bertolaski. Um, and one of his, um, uh, quotes was, um, that Thunder Force, uh, gestures at showing that people with different kinds of bodies can be heroes, but then pivots to the same old stereotypes about people with different bodies are gross. Um, you know, from what we just talked about, they also talk about Jason Bateman's character, like, um, who has who has crab hands, and all of a sudden the jokes become he can't hold a wine glass because he got crab hands. Um, and then he also goes on to talk about how um, Octavia Spencer becomes a side character in what should be her own story. Like the 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 story is supposed to be hers about her kind of revenge plot, but then Melissa McCarthy, her friend, comes in like literally steals half of her powers, and then. Octavia Spencer's power is to be invisible, so she's not even seen. And it's just like there's this, yeah, it's like, and, and I think this guy said, like, it almost seems like a, uh, like, it almost seems pointed at that point, like, to be like. Which is funny, because certainly not the point. Definitely not no, what they're attempting not, to do in any no. way. But if you look at it at face, you're like, oh, yeah, that, um, yeah. that is literally what happened. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, he said it sounds, it seems like an intentional insult at that point. Which I'm sure um, it's it's absolutely not. It is more coincidental not, than anything else, but it is a bit it, tone deaf or a little bit blind to do that and not think about it. It's and that's what the whole movie is, right? It's mm. it's it doesn't think about like I don't think it intentionally like uh, Melissa McCarthy's husband directed and and wrote this movie. Mm-hmm. I am pretty sure he didn't want to make his wife seem like a a, a bad superhero. Um, and, and I think creating the connection between, you know, oh, yeah, bigger bodies are gross is not what mm-hmm. they intended. I think the intention no. was bodies are gross. We are people and we are all gross. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, absolutely. Tell that story. You can. you Yes, because you're right. Sure. It's, it's gross. We are humans and we make smells and we make noises and we do things and they're ungainly and weird. And that's just what being a human is. Rat hole to rat hole, Amber. Rat hole to rat hole, Megan. Exactly. Why are you putting your rat hole on another person's rat hole? That's where the food goes. Which is rats because it's the apocalypse. Thank you, future man. But it is because they were disruptive with who was in that space while simultaneously being disruptive with like what we actually talk about in terms of, you know, literal literal body humor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, yeah, they just, I don't think they thought about it beyond, yeah. Yeah. And then, you yeah. know, gunpowder milkshake. It really was yeah. just let's swap out men for women. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm I'm yeah, sure, sure not my favorite, but okay. Yeah, I'll I'll take it. Yeah, I'm fine I'll with that. I'll take it. I'm totally fine with that. Just do it well. Oh no, you didn't. No, you also decided to like Ooh. dumb down the language and the 
and make the situations overwrought and like mm-hmm. mother related and oh, yeah. mommy issues amber mommy issues and it's you know women really powerful women who are working for powerful men mm-hmm. like, well okay yeah it's it's mm. just made me tired just made me bored just made me sad here's a here's another yeah. missed opportunity with these great actors this fantastic diversity and then right oof just bad yeah give me a good story give me it's at least mildly clever dialogue but i i was i think we literally groaned and then just sighed during half of what people were saying the, the first time that uh yeah that angela bassett and uh, michelle yao and carla uh, gugino spoke uh, we just oh no <laughs> just oh no yeah and and there's a there's also like a faux feminism about it. There's a lip service to like an almost fetishizing. Ugh, yeah, I don't know. This felt bad. And they had so many pieces that really should have made it possible to make something at least passable, at least within our purview. Our purview, Megan. The bar yeah. of lowness is what so we are. Low. Yeah, we our expectations are not. High is what you I'm get, saying. You got a limbo under that bar, Amber, to get under our, like, it's, our expectations. It it's, is a spine-snapping height. Mm-hmm. Doom. I've watched Doom, Doom. many times. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've watched all the Resident Evils. Yeah. Again, many times. Hell. Michael's movie. Michael's... <laughs> nine percent movie oh almost heroes yeah we found some joy in that one yeah and that that one did some terrible things mm-hmm. I, yes yeah i don't it is troubling it is troubling that you can take things that are so shiny and make them so boring and so not memorable yeah i i, I was also going to talk briefly about um, apparently, uh, uh, Netflix has signed a deal with Adam Sandler to do even more movies. So, why? I guess. Actually, no, be- I know why. Yeah. I, and like, his movies are already mediocre. Like, there there was a, another article that talked a little bit about like, yeah, you know, he had this like stint of movies back in the day of like Waterboy and other ones that I can't remember the name Happy of. Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison. Yeah, yep. exactly. And like, the, the at this point, he's still, he's essentially still doing that with his grown-up friends and they haven't changed or become any, like, there's there's nothing different about any of the movies he's making. They're, they're the same, they're mediocre Adam Sandler movies, but people watch them again. And even though the, he does some seriously problematic and racist stuff in some of them, He's still going to get another fucking four movie deal with Netflix. Great. It's so true. It is, it's funny. The same ethos that goes into making the movies is what also makes them terrible. It's yeah. the, the lack of risk taking, the fact that you're, you're just doing, you're, you're recycling the same thing. Adam Sandler's going to be Adam Sandler. And he's not going to deviate from that at all. He's not going to make fun of himself do something different and he's he's shown that he can do dramatic turns spanglish yeah, punch struck yeah. love like but yeah. you know I, it seems like once he proved that he also realized oh i can just make money by doing something really safe just yeah. doing the same thing over and over again and demonstrating zero growth like zero mm-hmm. change as an actor like that's that's the commonality it's it's the fact that 
he as an actor has had a trajectory, but now he's in this beautiful safe place of I'm going to get millions and millions and millions of dollars from just recycling the same thing and taking no chances whatsoever. Why would I do another punch drunk love? Or I mean, he did that other movie with the jewels. Everybody loved it. Uncut gems or something. Uncut gems. I haven't watched it. No, but it's supposed to be amazing. But that's the thing. The article was talking about it. Talked about those three movies: Punch Drunk Love, Spanglish, and, and uh, Uncut Gems. He can do those things. He can do. Th- but and like, it, it's our fault, Amber. It's the audience's fault. Like, as a person, why not do the safe thing and get paid millions of dollars? But then okay. you do that in the movies themselves, and that's the characters yeah. are so boring because they also show no trajectory whatsoever. They mm-hmm. start out one way perfect, infallible, capable of doing anything. They're faced with completely surmountable and uninspired challenges that we know (laughs) are in no way dangerous to them. And then they come out the other side exactly the same as they started with no character growth and no new knowledge, new information, new abilities, new realizations or profound interests or self-realization. Yeah. That's boring. The hero's journey is so basically a part of our storytelling that Everyone has an idea of what it is. Mm-hmm. But Netflix ain't using it. No. And I. What is more fun, especially in like a comedic action movie, than watching one of the main characters die? The other guys, when they kill Dwayne <laughs> Johnson and Samuel L. Jackson. Spoiler alert. That, well, we talked about the other guys before. I know we did. I know we did. My goodness. Hilarious. You were yeah. laughing for minutes. For, yeah, until the end of the movie, essentially. And then they dig Des Pops. The, that yeah. movie was Desk coming Pop. at you hard and fast. <laughs> we still do the Desk Pops at Pub, on PUBG. <laughs> and we really annoy Leo. It's great. I love it so much. But then you have the Netflix Mark Wahlberg movie with Winston Duke, another great actor, buddy action comedy called Spencer Confidential, Oh, uh-huh. so fucking boring and bad. Mm. So boring and bad. So uninteresting. I didn't even tell you I watched it, Megan. Yeah. I, I feel lied to. I, you know, it's, it's, you have the other guys. Brilliant. Amazing. Funny. Hilarious. Great action. Unexpected things that, that are done to you as the viewer. They take your expectations. Oh, who are these two big actors? Oh, they must be the stars of the movie. But I thought it was Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell. I guess these are too. Oh, no, they're dead. Oh, they no, just they jumped off a just building. Jumped into a death bush. Yeah. Okay. Great. Fantastic. And then he comes to Netflix and Spencer Confidential and Ryan Reynolds and Dwayne Johnson in Hobbs and Shaw stolen beautiful moments. Yes. Give me two so hours of that. Weird. Like just <laughs> pushing a brick through somebody's chest. Amber. Mm-hmm easier than he thought it would be easier than he thought it would be and is that mm-hmm. that it's the same insistence in red notice mm-hmm. it's we're best friends we're not mm-hmm. friends we're best friends yeah it's the same dynamic that's happening same exact dynamic but and, it's and... so not funny no oh boy and then the fake moments of bonding oh i guess we both had rough fathers good thing we're not both strippers <laughs> 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 Even the twist at the end, followed by the other twist at the twist. very end, is just so tiresome. Yeah, yeah. So, pre- not even just that it's predictable, it's just not interesting. No. It's poorly done. Because it's yeah. boringly done. 
Yeah. Well, Megan. Amber. I feel like we've done an excellent job whining. Yeah. And being disappointed on this podcast of fun and joy. Yes. I I feel like we needed to do this, though, to kind of... It had a catharsis. It it did. And and we, we did watch several movies that we could not talk about on BMR because it was just not possible to, yes. to get to get to do and so we wanted to milk those for an actual episode. We yes. put three movies into into one episode. They wasted our time. Mm-hmm. They wasted our time. Precious we time. So we cannibalized them for this episode of G Netflix. Mm-hmm. You really disappoint us. I assume it's going to keep happening because it's super working for them. Yep. Yeah. So, you know. Why change? Why change? We're, we're going to have to mine the past like we have been doing. I just, I, I really like bringing new, fresh movies into the fold of BMR. And that's just going to be hard to do moving forward, I guess. Yeah. They seem so promising. They do. Well, Amber, on the rock scale, we're going to pull Outstanding Crazy Bulls or K. The fuck how are would you, you even talking about this time? How would you rate this podcast? Oh, Jesus. Regrettable. Everything yeah. about this is regrettable, especially because you just brought up the rock scale. If I had any good feelings up until this moment, you murdered them and put them in a vinyl coffin. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Amber. Yes, Megan. I was going to ask you for a recommendation, but that's not it. I've, I've jumped out of turn here. You did. You mm-hmm. did, Megan. So yeah, now this podcast is even more regrettable than before. Yeah, Megan. No. Yes, Amber. Redeem yourself. Okay. Do Anissa's story. So, Amber, um, when I was in New York, uh, I was uh, pushing Maddie on a swing, and her mom had just come home from a, uh, a weekend away. Um, and Maddie was so happy to see her, but then also ran back to the swing, and Laurel and I were pushing her on the swing, and... Um, and Erica was was talking with Abby, and uh, <laughs> Maddie looked over at Erica, and Erica like smiled at Maddie and like waved, and she, <laughs> and then Maddie said to me and Laurel, "Mommy sees me," and then she did like a little happy feet dance, like <laughs> it's like a celebrity has seen me. Mommy sees me. Happy got, feet dance. I got the mommy feet. I got the mommy <laughs> nod. Oh my oh, I am blessed. It was a hashtag blessed Maddie moment. Yeah, it was really adorable. That's adorable. Mm-hmm. I am seen. Yes. Amber, do you have a recommendation? Let me ask you now for the first time. It's actually funny that uh, your Maddie story kind of ties into my recommendation a little bit, and anybody Excellent. who watches this will will realize why. Uh, I'm going to recommend sort of. It uh-huh. is a show on HBO Max. Uh, it was it was just released. It's pretty quick, eight episodes, twenty minutes, quite quite digestible. Um, I am not going to really do much description because we all know how bad I am at it. I would recommend reading uh, the NPR article by John Powers that is a review of it. Does an mm-hmm. excellent job of describing what it is, praising it for what it does, and encouraging those who are interested to watch it because it did so for me. Excellent. Uh, so yeah, watch sort of and understand why Mommy Sees Me is so very applicable. Okay. Especially to, to the, the concepts of the first episode. Megan. Amber. Do you have a recommendation? 
Yes, I'm going to recommend, again, I'm still on my D&D kick, I'm going to re recommend uh, Shriek Week, which is um, the new short uh, Dimension 20 uh, uh, spinoff arc. Um, it is uh, GM'd by Gabe Hicks. Um, it's got Ify Nwadaway, Ali Beardsley, uh, Danny Fernandez, and Lily Dew. Um, as the as the players, um, it's essentially it's called it's um, all takes place at Bram University, um, Brom Brom University. That's better. Um, it's a it's a monster university, um, and uh, Amber they they essentially are the uh, <laughs> they have there's a werewolf, a mummy, uh, a, a vampire, and a ghost. Okay, and that's that's fun because it's it's like the 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 Count Chocula and oh. Yummy Mummy and, and yeah. Anyway, yes, 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 yes. Booberry, yes. Frankenberry. Boo yes, mm -hmm. I've yeah, eaten those cereals many a Halloween after purchasing them from Target. Yeah, but only at Halloween. Only yes. at Halloween. Yeah. Oh, um, Megan, though, for real, it's delightful. Yes, Amber. I mean, your your recommendation was great, but I also want to just be very clear: you would really like Sword of, and you should definitely watch it. Okay, thanks. I will, I will uh, do that. I'll just say that Seven, the character of Seven, is fucking amazing. <gasps> Amber, there's a character named Seven in <laughs> in Shriek Week. We Danny are Fernandez living in a simulation. <laughs> That's amazing. Right. Yep. Oh, but seriously, Seven is so fucking great. Watch Sort of. And watch Shriek Week? Shriek Week. Shriek Week. Shriek Week. Shriek Week. Shriek week. Shriek week. It was hard to say. Is it, Amber? Mm. Well, Megan, this has been, if not delightful, deeply introspective. Yes. I, I, I hope that people um, really uh, uh, got a kick out of us just kind of rambling on about why we're mad at Netflix currently. Mm -hmm. I hope you enjoyed our graceless and unfunny complaints. And I hope that this can provide some healing for you and I. Like, you know, I hope this can provide some catharsis, some healing so that we can move on and really be able to dig into bad movies again with, with the joy and verve and joie de vivre that we usually bring to this topic. Netflix can't, can't get us down. We won't mm -hmm. let it. We're too strong. And I'll, I'll end how we always end by saying, Envy mm. sees only the sea, not the rocks in it. I'm sorry, what, what was that? Envy sees only the sea, not the rocks in it. What the fuck does that mean? All right, what, what culture is that from? A Russian. Sure, okay. Yeah, that would probably be why it's inscrutable to me. Envy, Envy. sees only the sea, sea. not the rocks uh -huh. in it. Yeah, so it's like, it's, it's like the grass is always greener on the other side. Is it? And you're not seeing the, 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 the pointy-shaped rocks and vinyl coffins on the bottom of the I ocean. Guess, I guess so. So like if you, you want, you're like, yeah, that water, I want it. Want it. It's better than the stuff that I have. But mm -hmm. you're not thinking about the rocks, which are bad. You don't like rocks. Well, you can hit your, you can hit your uh, boat on them and, uh, I see. And, and get, so uh, this is, uh, this is more of like a, a shipping, shipping metaphor. Yeah. It's a Russian shipping metaphor, Amber. It's for sailing. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, envy. What does envy have to... NBC's only okay. Bye, Amber. I hate you. <laughs> I hate everything. Bye, Megan. <laughs>